is up, y'all? iEscape here, bringing you AOK Radio, uh, signing on for a special dose of escapism into pop culture. So let's escape together. All right, so I guess you can count this kind of a kind of a filler episode for a part three, or I guess for part three of a mini series that uh, myself and the life of an average Joe's own uh, Brandon has been uh, working on. So part one, or this series, I should start off with in general is talking about the ins and outs of our books, um, what the inspirations were, what the plans are for them currently, um, and just how we develop them and what, how we, what, what's the, what's the journey? What's point A to point B, you know, point A being the start of it and point B being the publishing and going from there. So we have part one on his podcast. Uh, we did part two on wisdom, uh, the app wisdom, which we frequent, we try to frequent on as often as we can, at least once a week. So we, you know, get on there, have a live audience listening in with us. So that's pretty cool. And uh, part three is going to be on my podcast because it has been a long time coming. I'm getting him back on here. So it's going to be a very much uh, anticipated podcast for me, especially. So stay tuned for that. And I also figured that even if I repeat things here that I'm going to be saying in part three, I figure it's good because you never know who could be listening to this episode, who may not hear that one or hear that one, but may not, may not hear this one, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's always good. I've always believed in the, in the phrasing, in the term rather, repetition for emphasis, because sometimes it's just better to repeat certain things to get the word out there because you never know who is listening. All right. So uh, I am on a good, on a good uh, road, I believe, where I'm at because of this new era of publishing uh, this, this book series. So Odd Company, I was able to publish, actually both the books I was able to publish ahead of schedule. So Odd Company, I dropped um, in December before the new year. Um, so I dropped it in 2022. And then that following month in January, actually it's still January now, I was able to finish the my children's book, my father and I's children's book, The New Town Neighbors Inn, Don't Tell Steven. So uh, book one of about a three planned series and um, my other book or my other book series, I Believe in Monsters, is currently sitting at about four to maybe five uh, books for that series. And the current book I'm working on right now is Quantum Cab, which is also an I Believe in Monsters series, but it's a spinoff. So um, that's going to be the third book I'm going to be releasing. Um, the plans are to have it released by August, if not sooner. And... I'm planning on having more illustrations in these books following um, following what I did with Don't Tell Steven. Because Don't Tell Steven, I was able to put in illustrations like every other page, which was pretty good because I what I wanted to do with Don't Tell Steven was... So earlier I said that that's my father and I's book because my father originally published the book, The No Town Neighbors in Don't Tell Steven about 20 plus years ago. Um, he had at least another book he want, he planned on doing, but he was not able to finish it due to his passing. So um, recently, I finally um, realized, you know, I want to honor this memory. I want to collab with him one more time and finish this book series and try to respect his original vision as much as I can. So that's what I did. I uh, refashioned it more so. And what I did was I kept majority of the original text the same, but to keep the art, um, 
what's it called to keep the art pretty much consistent through the rest of the series uh through the through this three book series i have planned i wanted to redo the art and have it still similar to the original book but with my own uh take on it but what i wanted to do too is at the end of that um at, at the end of that original run have the pictures of what the original book looked like at the end in the extra section so i'm actually really excited because my copy of that book comes in the mail today so i'm super super excited to take a look at how it, how it came out because oh man so we talked about this on part two on wisdom but um when i published odd company the first book for i believe the monsters I was so excited that I could do paperback because last time I published a book on Amazon, paperback paperback wasn't available. So when I saw it, it was available. I was just like, I was on cloud nine. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I got to do this right now, right now, right now. Like super, super in-depth, super excited. And in this excitement, I forgot to pay attention to the book size. <laughs> so when I finally got my copy of it, I'm like, whoa, this is like the size of a magazine. <laughs> I did not want it to be this big. And then everyone else who bought it was like, yo, this is this co- this looks great. But why is it so big? <laughs> so, yeah, I goofed because I wanted to have it like more of a standard paperback size, which is like a 5.5 um, by 8.5 per se. So, um unfortunately through amazon once it's published you can't really edit too much of it anymore so um the paperback version of odd company is going to be that same size but i did the hardcover which is going to be that 5.5 by 8.5 so i'm excited to get a copy of that in the future um so for don't tell steven i of course realized my issue by the time i was going to publish that so now the paperback of Don't Tell Steven is going to be that 5.5 um, by 8.5. And I actually can't remember if da- my dad's book is the same or if it's a little bigger. I feel like if it's not the same size, it might be a little bigger. But we'll see. I'm hoping that the extra section comes out good because um, I'm, I'm, my main concern is I'm worried of how I took the pictures because I'm not sure if um, the letter, the words are going to be this uh, visible. But at the end of the day, it won't be a huge deal because, as I was saying before, like the book, my my refashioned version of it kept the original, most of the original writing the same. So it won't be really missing much if you can't see it. And it's there's always a digital version, too. So people can always pick that up and, you know, scroll or zoom in. So it's no big deal. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm thinking that for the most part, I'll probably do that same size here on out. Um, I'm very excited to get that copy of the book in the mail today. I cannot wait to see how it looks and give a review Um, because I am very confident in in Amazon's printing capabilities. Like I said, the first copy of our company came out really well. Um, It was a nice kind of matte finishing and the quality was just amazing really colorful vibrant and the pages everything was great so i'm very excited to be working with amazon with this type of thing and i look forward to doing more with them in the future and i want to look into other outlets too like currently i am trying to get the books also available on apple books um but the process is a little tricky because i have to use a whole nother program um you know i have to use pages their version of like you know our writing program 
and that unfortunately has kind of the same issues <laughs> it kind of has the same issues that um uh, Google Docs has like for instance when I try to add pictures to Google Docs or pages pages is a little bit more friendly with it but sometimes if you move the picture it's like hey okay I'm gonna I'm gonna overlap this other picture you have right here or I'm, or I'm gonna overlap the, these words you have right here like they're not even there so I had to keep like adjusting it and looking at the pages like okay am I missing something what's why is this not here why is that here you know I had to make sure I wasn't missing anything and I was just losing my mind. I'm thinking, okay, so rule of thumb in the future, whenever I'm using pages in Google Docs, do not have do not have illustration with them at all. But I, of course, I wanted to have illustrations with these books, so I had to find an alternative, which meant I had to find a third program to work with because I want to stick with Google Docs because of the freedom it has. You know, I'm able to use it online, meaning I can access it from my computer, my phone, my tablet, even pages. I can do that, too, um, as far as my phone and iPad go. But um, I started to think back to programs I used to use back before I discovered Google Docs. And I went out back to OpenOffice which is kind of Microsoft Word, but it's a free version of it. And I was really happy with the program. I remember I, you know, used it for many, many years before I discovered Google Docs. So I went back and downloaded the other day. And I started thinking back to like when I first started publishing books like 10, 15 years ago. And I, I remember like what I used to do. I used to like with my older book series back when it was more like a more so a mixture of panel pages, almost like a graphic novel, but with novelization in it too, you know, written word. Um, I started to remember I used to do that through Google Docs. So, or not Google Docs, uh, Open Office, I mean. So what I would do was I would make those pages in Photoshop, drag them over to um, Open Office, and it worked out really, really well. So I was very happy with that uh, turnout. Um, Oh man, my <laughs> my daughter literally just opened up the disc, the CD-ROM of my computer, and pulled out a SpongeBob DVD. <laughs> I forgot that was even in there. Oh, uh, that was a season one. Oh man, that's a classic. I gotta collect more SpongeBob DVDs. I only have, I think, season one and two, but ah, uh, classics. I gotta now. Now I want to watch SpongeBob after this. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so I remembered how pretty easy it was using open office with the arrangement with the mixture of the illustrations and the words and how it was so free for me that while i was able to adjust the picture as it was it fit no problem in the borders of the paper because it, there's this border on each page that allows it to stay even on the paper doesn't overlap over the edges or anything because that's the problem that Apple or excuse me that's the problem that um, pages and Google Docs have like not just the overlapping pictures thing or disappearing words but also you have it does not it, it does not give you the freedom to adjust the pages as you need without like some kind of sacrifice like every time I would adjust it in Google Docs it would sometimes overlap and go out of the page and I'm like why is that a thing <laughs> Like, I'm like, we're in 2023 and I'm having issues with this sort of thing in this type of program. I don't, I don't get it. But fortunately, Apple, or I keep mixing up words. Fortunately, OpenOffice has been a wonderful return because I, I tested it out with um, the new book, Quantum Cab. 
I threw in some pictures in there real quick just to see how it worked, and I'm happy. I formatted it to the, the correct size, um, so now I'm writing in how it is, so I know how it's going to be when it eventually is published. Oh, yeah? I don't know what she just said. <laughs> so it's uh, I'm feeling very confident. So the plan is to not use any illustrations on um, on uh, pages, which means, unfortunately, I'm just not going to publish Don't Tell Steven on pages because it's just such a nightmare moving those illustrations and stuff. So for future books, unfortunately, I'm just going to... Well, I mean, I think what I could do is I could try to... I, I, th I think I might be able to actually format the documents two pages, perhaps, and then do it that way. But we'll see, because I know sometimes the conversion doesn't always transition quite right. There were some problems where I tried to do it and then it like jumbled all the pictures and stuff together. So we'll see. I'll, I'll try to experiment, experiment with it more because I want to have the same quality on pages as I do on Amazon. But it all just depends on how um, it depends on if I can figure it out properly. Um, but I think it is still maybe possible. But don't be surprised if you if you read off of Apple Books and don't see versions of these books with pictures. Um, and since Don't Tell Steven is going or since the Milltown Neighbors series is going to have a lot more illustrations, more frequent illustrations than other books. It's probably if I don't find a fix for that. Odds are I'm going to just keep um, the Newton Neighbors just on Amazon. And I'll have the other books on um, Apple since it'll be a little bit easier to not have the pictures on there. Um, which is still a bummer, but at least you'll have the, the words on there. Um, you know, the, the bulk of the book, you know, like 95% of the book. But I'm excited to try out these different, um, these different methods. Also looking into other um, platforms like, um, what is that? Penguin House? Penguin Audio House? I forget what it's called. But there, it's it's one of the places that the library uses a lot. It's it's the it's a platform they use a lot with audiobooks and um, just novels in general. So I'm going to look into that because I started um, donating some of my books to the library and a local bookshop. And um, they offer some suggestions too to get more reach into the into the um, into the future. So I'm very excited about that. With Adventures Underground, um, there may be a possibility of them buying the books off me. But either way, if not, I'm okay with donating some, uh, just you know, to help get the reach out there more. So very very exciting. I'm also going to look into driving around. Um, I don't know if anyone has the, I don't know if you, whoever's listening, if you have these in your area, but there's these occasional little stands that have books in them. And it's pretty much, you know, uh, give one and then take one. So that's what I'm going to look for, you know, drive around the areas from time to time and look for those spots and, you know, switch out books. And uh, hopefully that, you know, someone will look at that and be like, yo, this is awesome. <laughs> Um, and of course, still advertising it on TikTok and Facebook and just keep getting those that reach and hope that uh, this series can really turn into something with a with a fan base someday. But um, yeah, I'm very happy with figuring this out. Um, 
I'm essentially just going to keep everything on, on Google Docs and then just transition it over to like open office when I'm finished. So that way I don't have to worry about jumping back and forth between these pr programs frequently. I can just focus on Google Docs and then format it to the others um, for that transition properly um, when it comes to adding in illustrations and go from there. So I think that's pretty much it for that part of it. So next on the list is I'm going to be doing Quantum Cab this year. That's my main focus for this year. And I'm going to be basically rotating. So after I finish, I mean, essentially what's going to be happening, because this is the way my mind works, as I'm developing Quantum Cab, I'm going to be thinking of ideas too for the New Town Neighbor series and also um, I Believe in Monsters because they all connect. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> all these series connect in some way and I'm looking forward to seeing how people um, feel about it because... It's just, I, I love things that connect. And I'm not saying you're going to see the Jabberwock in the Newtown Neighbors or anything, but you'll see some cool connections that I think will expand on this, um, I believe, a Monsters universe. But I kind of want to take the Newtown Neighbors in a sort of a direction, kind of like the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, that was a big cartoon for me growing up, and I really loved those misadventures they went on where I, like I don't know if anyone I don't know whoever could remember this but there was like one episode that was so awesome where the sky was like I can't remember if it was leaking or it was like breaking so they like built this platform to go into the sky and fix the clouds because the clouds were like leaking so they were like riding a boat in on the clouds and they were trying to fix this massive faucet that was in the clouds just leaking a bunch of uh, like clouds or water or something and i'm like i want to do stuff like that <laughs> you know i think that'd be pretty cool um to kind of go in that direction but still have you know those moral um important messages that a kid's book should have because the first book is about not judging a book AKA not judging a person by the, by their cover. And then the next book is called, well, how do I look? So it's going to be following a similar thing like that. And I think in that second book, I'll start to kind of work in some of the, some of that, some more of that fantastical elements that I love doing the most. So yeah, essentially as I'm writing quantum cab, I'm going to be thinking of ideas for the other books and since they all do connect in some sort of way. And that's how I, that's what helps me write best is taking occasional breaks here and there um, and jumping back and forth between other uh, stories, you know, just working on story beats like, okay, this character, what's their, um, what is their importance to the story? What, what, why, what's their motive, et cetera, et cetera. And then as I'm doing that, then I get an idea for the other book. Like, oh, okay, that works perfect. Now, now I have an idea for this. So I think doing that is the best way for me to write these books and fortunately for me quantum cab i already know how the first book is going to go i just have to write it out so the writing process for that was is going to be a heck of a lot smoother than odd company was because odd company i was writing pretty much everything as i went i was still figuring it out and i had to go back to it so much to fill in extra blanks and extra moments and i'm like okay that's better now that this part is in there this character makes more sense etc etc um, I'm not saying I'm not going to have those issues with Quantum Cab, but I feel like it's going to be more, it's going to be more simple because I know the direction 
um, more so than I do with Odd Company. Um, and the same goes for the future books too. Like I have a bigger direction with the future book, Emerald Horizon, which is the sequel to Odd Company and the future. So um, the No Town Neighbors is the most is the most underdeveloped story that I have right now. But I'm looking forward to exploring that more in the future. And I'm happy to have this addition um, where I shared this book series with my father. And, you know, we have this special connection with the first book. And I just can't wait to return to it. So, yeah, I'm going to be rotating between those books. Um, after Quantum Cab, I'm going to be going back to writing... Um, the second book to Odd Company and while I'm working on Odd Company I'm going to also be working on No Time Neighbors basically at the same time and then I'll go back to Quantum Cab so I think that the way it works is I'm hoping that if you like one of the books odds are you'll fancy the other books too or at least enough to keep people interested and um, entertained while they wait for maybe their favorite series like for instance if you're more of a Quantum Cab fan um, then hopefully you'll have interests in the No Town Neighbors or even I Believe in Monsters to at least read it and you know maybe look for clues or hints towards the future of the other of the other stories and go from there. So I think it's going to be very fun to fit, find out um, how people uh, receive this. Um, the books so far. Um, our company has hit the double digits with its sales, so I'm very happy with that. Um, so waiting on people to tell me how they feel about the book, but so far from where people have gotten to, you know, some people halfway, a couple still early on, um, not really any complaints yet, which is really good because I'm a little worried about how I've told the story because I established a lot in the first book. And it's mainly just to get you, essentially, it's supposed to have this immersion, this deep immersion to the story where it just keeps going from certain things to keep your mind, you keep those gears turning and it keeps that interest uh, flowing because it follows all these characters that do connect, but you got to figure, you, you know, you, you start to fill in those pieces as you, as you read on to see how they connect, what what's going to happen to them in the future what may happen to the f in the future and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i'm kind of writing this book similar to how um some of my favorite shows other books and games have been written so i hope that it'll work out and it's probably going to be a little confusing i know it's definitely convoluted but i would hope that it's convoluted in a good way because <laughs> i can't lie i like convoluted stories i like stories that really make you think and it's like what what is that why is that a thing so huh you say friend what's what's stuck <laughs> are you saying roar where's the dinosaur oh i lost her <laughs> she got back to her tablet um so I think that's going to be a very interesting concept. And now I'm finally drawing some of the monsters that you're going to see in this story. Like, um, so I've drawn, uh, so we have two versions of the Jabberwock now, for instance. And I'm very happy about that because I envision the Jabberwock changing 
in each book, you know, getting more stronger. So of course, taking on these more powerful forms. So for instance, the Jabberwock that you see in the first cover um, that my good friend Star Wars New Horizons uh, made, he um, designed, I designed the head, but he actually put together the rest of it. And that is basically version one of the Jabberwock in its earliest form, but still very powerful. And I did a variant cover of that the other day, uh, just to say I drew the Jabberwock, like, you know, again, because it's been a while since. And I, I technically, until that point, I never drew the whole Jabberwock's body before. So it was nice to do that, basing it off of his design, too, and kind of showing you what the Jabberwock will look like as it gets stronger. <laughs> and believe me, the one I drew is very menacing, but it's going to get even crazier than that in the future. <laughs> Uh, so I drew that. I drew another monster that you see in the first book. Uh, I actually started working on more of the details, the finer details for it. So that should be finished today. And then I drew another creature, kind of inspired by the Brother Moons from Dead Space. Kind of like these um, these cosmic entities that kind of just go from planet to planet, just taking everything they can and assimilating them and becoming bigger and stronger from it and making more moons from it. So I have this idea kind of similar to that. Um, that call these these uh, this creature so far it's just one called the siren moon and i'm not going to go in depth with it yet because i want people to uh, read the book and see what it does because i wanted to make it of course different from dead space i didn't want to per se make it like a clone of that i wanted to make it vastly different still but have those similarities where people can look at it and go Oh, okay. I, I I I saw something like that in Dead Space. Is that inspired by? It? Like, I I love that sort of thing where you can look at this and see its inspirations. That's what I love so much about my original cover for Ain't Kingdom. You know, the original first book of the series, where people could look at that and be like, Oh, I see an inspiration of Kingdom Hearts in there. I see Epic Mickey. I see Alan Wake. You know, I love that type of thing. So I hope I can carry on that type of influence as the stories go along. Um, so, so far, those are the only monsters I've been drawing. I've, I've finished the look of the Siren Moon the most. It's kind of like this mainly cybernetic um, entity. And it looks like a moon. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to show what this thing can do. It's going to be so crazy. Um, so, Quantum Cab is probably going to be about the same size as our, as our company was. So, our company... Um, put into the 8.5, 5.5, it came to about five, I think 500 pages. Quantum Cab is probably going to be about that same length, if not less. Um, if, or excuse me, it's probably going to be like around three to four, maybe hundred pages, but we'll see. It kind of depends on how much of these stories will go along. But I do want to establish to that Quantum Cab it's going to be a bit more focused on a smaller cast of characters compared to um, Odd Company. Not by much. You know, at the, at the core of it, Odd Company still follows the base, like, four characters, essentially. Um, and then, technically, Quantum Cab would follow about, about four as well, with a couple others that are shorter. You know, kind of like side stories or that kind of give you a look into the future so there's that too um but yeah i am very excited for this i hope you all are too um i think that's it i think that's all i got for now um 
next episode will be the Kingdom Hearts retrospective. We'll be returning, returning to that. And then hopefully either the following episode or sometime soon after that, uh, we'll have Brandon back on here. We'll be talking about more of the updates on how that's going. Um, I definitely have... I think that book is about to be here soon. I think I, th- I, think I hear the mailman. Um, no. No, that's not the message. The big truck. Oh, I was so bummed. Um, but yeah, but you, you guys can check out the the video. I'm obviously going to be doing a video like the second that book comes in and showcase it from there. But yeah, definitely check me out on TikTok. That's where I'm going to be posting the majority of my book updates. Um, showing off more of the art uh, as uh, things go by, especially more of the character art. Um, especially now that I'm getting more in tune with Procreate and figuring out more of the style that I want to take with these characters and becoming just more confident in the stories that I'm crafting and just remembering. So as I uh, my closing message for this episode is kind of the same message that we tried to talk about in our previous episodes, too, of that miniseries is... If you have an idea, make it happen. If you're not too confident on it, just keep going with it. Because even if it's an idea you may start to dislike, shelve it. Work on something else. And maybe along that line, you may find a place for that in the new project. Or you may find a place for that idea you shelved later on down the line when you figure out what you could do with it. That's why it's taken me 15 plus years to find the right direction after developing all these other stories to get to where I am now. And all those ideas that I've worked on over the years that I've shelved, I've brought back to this series and they're all for the better for it. They're all for, yeah, I think that's the right way to say it. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I mean, get just get those ideas going, get that stuff flowing, just write. Even if you don't like what you're writing, just do it (laughs) and you'll get there it's it's practice you have to practice you have to move that those creative muscles to get where you need to be and just stay motivated read watch play the things that motivate you that gave you these ideas to begin with and just keep going it's as simple as that i know it's easier said than done but just apply yourself I hear so many people, hear from so many people, I should say, that have ideas, but just don't execute them because of a lack of confidence or they just don't know where to go. So they just don't do anything else with it. But that's, even if you don't have the confidence, just do it. Do it in your own solitude and work on either that idea or another one, like I said, and just see where it takes you. So, there we have it. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. So, until the next time when the wind hits our sails yet again, I will see you all in the next escape. Until next time, guys. Catch you later. Ooh, another chapter concludes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way, more people can see it, whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed. And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in our next episode. But 
Due to my podcast being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries. To ensure I see your rating, send me a copy either via email or preferably on Instagram or Facebook. Social media, my other projects like I Believe in Monsters, my TikTok where I do art videos and other random stuff, and more are linked in the show notes below. And also, special shout out to Emacs outro song, Always Love You. You'll find a link to more of his phenomenal work there also. Until next time, my friends, stay A-OK.